0: Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Larry Kaye from Chicago. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'd like to welcome you to a special edition of A Vision for You. Uh, today is Sunday, July 10th, 2016. The uh, share ID for Friday, July 8th, is 8892. And again, that's 8892. So this morning, A Vision for You presents Anonymity, Our Spiritual Foundation, Um, anonymity you know must be pretty important because after all our our founders decided to use the the very word in in naming our fellowship and um, the uh, the big book clarifies in the 11th and 12th tradition you know relative to anonymity and and Marcel is going to speak to us on that but I, I dr. Bob spoke in detail about anonymity and I thought it was interesting I think he provides a pretty good synopsis of the distinction between anonymity inside the rooms and outside the rooms. And he said that within the group, every member should know the names of other members. And he added, you know, if the names are not known, then we as a group are actually operating above the level of anonymity intended. So in other words, when we remain anonymous to each other, well, we we might have a problem. We're not able to be of service to one another in a time of tremendous need. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we recognize that, um, you know, people need to feel safe and so forth. And uh, I maintain my anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, TV, all the things it says. And I do this to ensure that I, I don't draw attention, you know, self-serving attention to myself. Yet, at the same time, I, I balance, you know, this very important tradition by ensuring that those people who choose to be affiliated with OA, they can find me. You know, I'm not, not hard to find. Um, uh, so, so I've, I've, I've made this choice to, you know, a very necessary choice, uh, to carry the message to those who still suffer. Um, I, you know, was among those who were suffering this disease and, and not as a way to say, you know, look at me, uh, look at what I've done, but rather look at, look at God's handiwork. Look at what God has done on my behalf as a result of these steps. So joining us this morning to share more about anonymity as a spiritual tradition is Marcella M and Marcella is a recovered compulsive uh, eater from Massachusetts and uh, Marcella is is a loyal servant of overeaters anonymous Marcella thank you so much for your service welcome welcome to the line
1: good morning Larry can you hear me well
0: Uh, you are coming through perfectly my dear thank you awesome
1: Larry, good to see, would hear your voice. Good to be with you and with everybody. Um, Marcella. Recovered composure over here. Um, so it's really good to be here on a Sunday morning. Beautiful, cool, cloudy, perfect, Bostonian, um, glorious morning. Um, before the meeting, I was telling Larry how good it is to wake up with a flat stomach, pleasantly hungry for breakfast knowing exactly what I ate yesterday, knowing exactly what I'm going to eat today, and completely free from the compulsion of overeating, not worried about what, what I'm going to wear today, not afraid of mirrors, and I'm free from the obsession of food, size, weight, shape, um, and, and free to hopefully help others and be of maximum service to my higher power, and to you. So um, I was granted abstinence from compulsive overeater on February the 22nd of 2011. I hope I never forget that um, evening because against my will, I ate an enormous amount of of, um, dessert, enormous, just ridiculous, obscene amount of dessert. Um, I tried to uh, purge and I couldn't, I walk in a blizzard in Boston to um, a gym that was open 24 hours 7, and I step on the on the treadmill to start walking the a ridiculous amount of carbs, fat, and, and calories that I have ingested, and I started crying. Um, I very much hope that that's my last binge. Um, I uh, have memories of being a compulsive overeater, from very early. I have memories of being four years old and stealing candy. And um I'm a pioneer of Weight Watchers in Mexico. I was ten years old when I was like a lifetime member, um, uh gaining and losing the the same amount of weight and then some more. Um in my twenties I discovered amphetamins so I use those two to, to stay skinny. In my thirties, I learned how to mix them with alcohol, and I started having psychotic episodes. But um, I'm the kind of addict that um, would rather be in the psychiatric unit, um, skinny and fashionable, than than being fat, for forbid. So, so that's the extent of my of my craziness with food. Um, in my vain attempts of uh, to control my food, I became an alcoholic. I was not an alcoholic when I was in my 20s, I'm sure of that, uh, because I didn't have the compulsion, but um, then I discovered it as I drank three bottles of wine. I was not hungry for dinner. But at the end, I was um, eating the chocolate cake, drinking the wine, popping the pills, and being fat. So that's my horror story. I um, crossed the line of opiates as well, and at the end, I was an opiate addict, an alcoholic, and a compulsive So eight years ago, thank you, God, thank you, God, I crawled into the lungs of AA, and I was able to get off get off all the pills and to put the alcohol down, but I knew I was going to gain the weight, so I did. So I proceeded to gain, I don't know, at the beginning, then the first three months, my first 90 days <laughs> in AA, like 30 pounds, and then, 30 more. So I knew that was going to happen, but all the AA people told me that you existed. They said, we know that there's a group of people that study the big book line by line where we work and that are abstinent and and that are sober from uh, food, and you'll join them as soon as you get a year of recovery here. So I was 18 months um, uh, sober and clean when, um, when I had my very last binge, I hope and um asking around I found you. So I did in a or I thought I was in a way since nineteen eighty five in um I joined or I thought I had joined No I was um hired as a translator in Mexico City. I was one of those paid workers that you read about in the tradition and um I was a translator for the literature of away in Mexico City, and by reading, I was reading, you know, the the brown book, the stories in the brown book, the original brown book, the first edition, and 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 other books of of OA, and and I said, oh, I I have this problem. I'm I'm eating too much, and I can't control um, my my food intake. So I thought I joined OA, and I remember back there and then that I defended my right to drink because I was not an alcoholic yet. And um, uh, my group in O.A. in Mexico City in 1985, we were a fellowship group. We had a fabulous, fun, incredibly tight fellowship, but we had no idea what the steps were. They were a decorative poster in English in the main room, but nobody knew what to do with them, and and we didn't know what the traditions were either. So, so I joined and I ate three moderate meals a day, and that included sugar and alcohol and and flour and and I lost some weight and and then I got kicked out of that group because because I was a troublemaker. I, I guess I'm still am but I behave a lot better now because I I study the traditions and I tried to abide by them. And um and obviously it was a roller coaster. I, I as I said I crossed the line of alcohol, I crossed that line of opiates. And I joined AA, and I-, 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 I found you. And now, thank you, God, I'm clean, I'm sober, and abstinent, and, and just I just enjoy an incredible freedom, not freedom, not only freedom from bondage, but also freedom to do stuff, right? Freedom to go out and, and, and teach, go out and I have a part-time job that I absolutely love in the Museum of Fine Arts here in Boston, I feel, I'm, I'm free to go to the Museum of Fine Arts and be surrounded by beautiful objects and teach people about them. And I'm free to be married happily and I'm free to be sexually active for the first time in my life. And I'm free to have friends and I'm free to uh, hopefully help other people who suffer from addiction. And um, And I weigh and measure three beautiful meals and that are abundant and and beautiful and delicious, and they smell like heaven. And my biggest problem is um, that everybody wants to eat my food, and I have to tell them, I'm sorry, but I can't share. (laughs) So that's the biggest problem that I've had, and and that's my story. Okay, so um, it was difficult for me to find a vision for you. It was not that easy. I am very active in AA, and I, I started asking around and at big book meetings, do you know anybody who studies a big book, and, and is a composer leader as well. And some, I remember distinctly being in one meeting in Austin, Brighton City, in Boston, and somebody told me, yeah, and as a matter of fact, there are three people here in this room that belong to that group, that phone group, that that, that's that big book study. But I cannot tell you who they are because I don't want to break the I felt desperate because because I needed you guys. I really needed you guys and, and I knew that some of you were in that same room but I didn't know if I should just like go you by one by one saying, Are you an a composer or the eater? Uh, do you study the big book? Are you abstinent? And because it was it was difficult. It took it took me a while I that's what I did in the next couple of weeks, asking individually one by one, do you suffer from compulsive over um overeating? Are you abstinent? Do you study the big book? And that's the way I found you. Um a woman was kind enough to give me the phone number and direct me to the website and and then so I started listening to the meetings and we got a sponsor, studied the big book again. Um was granted, abstinence. it has been five years in a chunk.
2: Um,
1: so that's how I found the vision for you. Now, um, that's the way that I see it is half of the equation, because I need to make sure that that there's a way that a vision f- for you finds me. And um, we have a we're so blessed because we have our website, we have our phone list, right, where you have my name, Marcella M from Boston. And you have my phone number, six one seven five oh one six two seven five. And you have my email and and you can find me if if you need support, if, if you think that you um or just to chat, just to say hi, um, how's your day going? And and I need to make sure that my name remains on the website. And I need to make sure that I stay in contact with you and and, and that you don't forget me. And like I don't forget you because um the way my experience is that connection is the anterior to addiction. And if I'm connected to my home group, which is this one, and if I'm connected to you, the chances of me relapsing are, are minimal. I'm not I'm not in the immediate horizon. So so as Larry was saying, anonymity goes both ways. Um anonymity ensures that um I don't become a personality and that um that I begin to be introduced as Marcella the big personality of a vision for you <laughs> because there's not such a thing. There's not such a thing. All of us are just food junkies, right? We're just in the same level in the same hierarchy. It doesn't it doesn't even matter if you recover or not. As long as you're here trying and with a sincere desire to stop overeating, we are in the same hierarchy. And um, that's sometimes that that we, we, because we are who we are, we have the tendency to create personalities, but that is very clear in the literature of the 12 concepts. In the 12 concepts, there is a pyramid, and there is a hierarchy, and it's an inverted pyramid. And the inverted pyramid at the bottom, 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 are all the organizers, the loyal servants, the people that work at the district level, the people that um, are on the board. Those are at the bottom, 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 because they serve the intergroups, the groups, the individual over here that is inside of the room. And our primary purpose is to serve the people that I don't even know that there is a solution. So... So I need to make sure that I find always a way for a vision for you to find me and to make it easy for the person that I'm that which my primary my primary purpose is to help others that are still in the hood to find their way to us. Um so um I never really learn anything in AA or in recovery unless I really need it. Um in thinking about anonymity i realize that every single time that i read the big book with somebody um, in sponsorship the very first thing that we read in the big book is the traditions not the steps the traditions we are on the forwards and um as we're reading the forwards in just two paragraphs i think it's forward 2 where we read all the traditions in other words before we enter the classroom we read about the rules of the class. So um, even before we start any um, preparation or any admission that we're powerless or we and that our lives have become unmanageable, we're reading about how we need to get along. So the traditions come first. Even before the steps, we read about the traditions and we learn that there are no um, leaders, that if you're... Um, lucky and blessed, you're a servant. That's the highest hierarchy, right? You know that you made it in a way when you know that you're a servant. And um, and and that there's no hierarchy and that um, a sponsor needs you as much as you need a sponsor. I mean, the other way around. Yeah, the sponsor needs a sponsor as much as a sponsor needs a sponsor. That there's only one authority, which is a higher power, and that everybody's free, completely free. To determine or to define or to articulate um, the way that um, that person lives or experiences their higher power. And um, and so we set the rooms for the classroom and then we do the steps. Isn't that interesting? Um, where I, uh, yeah, so I never learned anything in AA unless I needed. Recently, um, here in Boston, we, shall, we hold a twelve uh, uh, step worship, and we get together and um and we do the twelve steps in five hours. We don't talk about the twelve steps; we actually do the the twelve steps we uh write a four step, we give each other so we give it away in a fifth and and we design a and we pray for the people that we have hurt and um and the group was growing a little too much and 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 we had too many people on the list. And and the secretary was getting overwhelmed uh writing all these emails and keeping that list um in place, right? So we was we realized that it was just too much work for one person. And nobody had frankly the time um to get that job done, but the need for the workshop was there, the need for that service was there. So I became interested in learning about how to hire a professional paid worker, to make that 12-step possible. And and I asked around, uh, many people in AA and and some people in OA, and and we were uh, lucky to have a person who's not in OA who serves as a paid worker to keep our our mail list clean so that we can practice a 12-step. I never learned that until the need arises, so I, I never knew that that's what... That that's the way that you solve problems like that, like those, because everything is, you know, um, everything is provided. All the solutions, the practical solutions are provided in this program. Um, same thing when I found myself in an endless business meeting in which we have collected a little too much money, which I guess is a good problem to have, right? So we have collected a little too much money, and we... Um, it was an endless meeting, trying to figure out what to do with the excess of money. Um, there were talks about doing a donation to the church, which was in bad need, but we don't support outside issues, so a donation was out of the way. And, and, and they were discussing, you know, gather addicts together, and, and it's just difficult. How many addicts do you need to change a light bulb? Like, the whole community, right? Everybody who potentially has a problem. So... So it was going on and on and people were getting restless and finally somebody came and knew the concept ten, you know, of the talk the 12 concepts. Concept ten, who says every service position is matched with an equal service authority. So the treasurer happened to be there present listening listening attentively to the to the discussion <clears throat> and then the chairperson as the treasurer, Do you have enough information? <laughs> About what is proper and closer to do with the excess of money? Do you have enough ideas? So, as a group conscious, we grant you equal service authority to solve these problems. Are you comfortable accepting that authority so that you can perform your service? Everybody was relieved. Everybody was like, thank God somebody knows the concepts. And I was like, uh huh, that's where the concepts are for. Anyway, so. That's the reason I became interested recently in the problem of anonymity. Um, So uh, we hear in the vision for you and in other meetings that uh, the steps are in order for a reason, right? So I was wondering if the traditions are in order for a reason as well, Um, because the tradition when we learn about anonymity is um, not the first one, even though Uh, it says that it's the spiritual foundation of our program. Seriously? Well, I don't know about you, but I happen to be a very self-serving, self-centered addict. And anonymity is like, what? Anonymity? What does that have to do with my size 4 that I'm determined to keep As if if it were under my control, right? What does that have to do with my food? What does that have to do with the size of my waist? What does that have to do with my level of hunger? Well, um, in my efforts to spread the message in Spanish, we have created a WhatsApp chain. And um, I never knew that this was going to grow so much, but it includes um, many countries in Central America and South America and, and Spain. And, and people come to the WhatsApp and chain and, and we take pictures of the big book and then we read them out loud. And then, I mean, we'll call una visión para ti, which means literally a vision for you. So we're trying to model, to replicate the experience of a vision for you um, in Spanish in the in the chain of WhatsApp. We couldn't, we tried to use phone, but uh, we're too far away. I mean, the territory that covers... Um, a vision, una visión para ti is just way too, it's Europe, it's Chile, Peru, Guatemala, Spanish-speaking people who are living in the United States, just too much territory. We couldn't find a phone line that would carry us all together that everybody could afford. So we're staying connected with WhatsApp. So recently, people were asking, um is Because in WhatsApp you can record a little message and then you can listen whenever it's, whenever it's convenient to you. So people were asking if uh, recording a message in WhatsApp and then replaying them, um, listening to those messages in their face-to-face meetings in their local countries, if that was a break of anonymity or not. So um, we're not the exception, right? Try to... Try to come to an understanding there are so many people from so many countries with so many uh, cultural traditions and, and and interpretations of what anonymity is. And it's been interesting to say the least. Um, so as I said, we learned the traditions before, or we're encouraged to pay attention to the traditions before we start the formal work of, of the 12 Steps. And um, in trying to educate myself about um, the issue of anonymity, I read that in Akron, Ohio, where the first 100, where most of the first 100s recovered, so Dr. Bob, he was a physician, right? He was a proctologist. He was a physician. And, um, And he worked in this little hospital in Akron, Ohio. And he would refer the alcoholics as a physician he would admit them as a physician, and, um, and, uh, but then he would sponsor them. So in a way, he was wearing two hats, so to speak, because his public image was to be a physician for the community. And in that capacity, he would admit the alcoholic to detox in the hospital. But then once inside of the hospital, he got rid of the head of physician, and he was just the sponsor giving away that, that program of, of recovery. So this was a very small hospital, right, in the 1940s, which was um, was supported and, and, frankly, it worked. It, it functioned with AA money that all the AA inpatients will provide, right, staffed by AA members because the people who would come to sponsor, it was so interesting. It was really so interesting. One person would come to detox and he would receive the visit of 10 to 12 people a day, a day. So if you were recently recovered, and in order to recover, you needed like, I don't know, 16 days or three weeks, something like that, Um, then you would come back to the hospital to tell your story and share your experience, strength, and hope with a person that was inside detoxing. So as a newcomer, you had the benefit of receiving like 10, 12 visits a day, drilling the steps and and, you know, thinking of the steps and doing your inventory and giving it away.
2: But also as a
1: newly recovered person, you have the opportunity of that and the chance to work with somebody who was in deep need and deep, you know, um, with very fresh pain so to speak inside, still detoxing in bed. So so these patients so this hospital was staffed by AA members. The patients came in entirely Via AA referrals, so all the clientele, all the patients, well, all the people that would come in the in the little hospital were well, AA refer- referrals. Nobody could leave the hospital unless they were checked out by their AA sponsors. So, as you can tell, this whole gig, right, this whole business, was entirely run by supported by, like populated by, and and staffed by AA, and yet publicly publicly the hospital remained the A the Akron, Ohio hospital. It was never known as an AA institution. So that's how they kept their anonymity. So in the public eye, they were they were a completely independent entity and and no AA connection was ever publicly admitted. So that to me is very inspiring, you know how even though AA was the living blood of that little hospital and endless miracles that brought us to, to us to right here, right now um, with incredible results. because the work that these people did um, back in 1940, we're still reaping the effects of that work here today, this Sunday morning, over the phone, you and me, And and yet the level of sacrifice and the level of humility that was needed for that to happen. Just imagine the level of sacrifice and humility that it was needed to say, no, this is not an AA institution, and to keep everything super efficient, incredibly efficient, and yet anonymous. So um, as Larry was saying at the beginning of our talk, that um, I read in, as Bill sees it, you can find that on page 241, it says that in some sections of AA, anonymity is carried to the point of real absurdity real absurdity. So we're so anonymous, so ridiculously anonymous, and so concerned um, about a little, you know, scheme of things as it says in the big book, that, that, we're, that we're like invisible, like nobody knows where to find the help. So it continues and it says members are on such a poor basis of communication that they don't even know each other. And um And that happened to me. I I really, as I said, I thought I joined OA in 1985, but um, the level of anonymity or the level of the way that um, I have found anonymity in OA um, was instead of making me feel safe and and sheltered um, where my story was going to be preserved um, and cared for, I found obstacles along the way. not only where I was going to be able to study the big book and recover, but many other things, including what am I supposed to eat? Would you be willing to share my food, your food plan with me? Will you be willing to give me your experience, strength, and hope as to what to eat, when to eat, how to monitor your weight? I mean, things that such absurdity that we're that we're like not useful to one another when it comes to our um, ingredients and our allergy and how to um stop triggering our allergy. So, so I read that in as we all see it. And then it says, you know, what Larry mentioned before the meeting, that uh Dr. Bob said that there were two ways to break anonymity. Two ways. We usually only talk about the the way you break anonymity by giving your name at the public level of press or radio or, you know, Facebook and and I think it's added in in a way not in OA but not in AA but in AA that to keep anonymity at the level of, of social media. And um and and we always talk about that, right? Um I've heard my sponsor and I, my sponsor who always, you know, chuckle around the fact, Oh, don't you dare break my anonymity, but we just say it like with, with 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 humor, right? Like don't 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 do don't you dare to say that I'm your sponsor. I <laughs> mean. Which is, I mean, it's just I don't understand how that is breaking anonymity. But I I really and and I will never get into controversy with that. But, um, but that's the way. It is a very limited understanding of what anonymity is. The other way, and that's the way I've seen, and I myself have broken anonymity many more times because I've been so anonymous, so anonymous that um, I cannot be reached by other people in, in. and to make myself so unreachable and so protective of my little my name or my reputation or my addiction or whatever that nobody can reach. So that I read in Dr. Bob and the Old Timers and it's very interesting to see that um that other that other way to break an image. So um so it says, you know, it keeps going that um Dr. Bob said, you know, uh, um, elaborating on that, it says that um, that within our group, um, all of us, every member, should know our first name, our last name, our address, and our phone number uh, of all the members in the group, because if these are not known, then we as a group are operating above the level of anonymity intended, because we won't be able to be of service to one another in terms of need. So so that's, that, to me, avoiding breaking at an immediate level has, has brought me closer to the people that live around here in this area. As, as I told you, I live in Boston, and I know, you know, some visionaries that live close to me that I can get together with and talk to because we have um, disclosed our address, our phone numbers, our last names. Uh, we can get together. We can listen to a vision for you, and and we can, you know, do step work and just keep each other company. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I want to say about this is that I would have never, ever, be able to be a, a living, active member of a vision for you if it not were for our ability to record the meetings and then listen to them, because. At seven o'clock in the morning, I'm working already, or I'm commuting. I just cannot. I cannot listen to the meeting's live. So, so um, the meetings are recorded, and and then at my lunch break, I can listen to the recording, and I can get to know names and stories of the people that are in the vision for you, and um, and and then I can be a living, active member of the vision. Please. Now, in the website. Um, wonderful things happen to me every time that I'm granted this enormous privilege of being the speaker in a special edition. Um, the special edition is recorded, and I want to make sure that my phone number is recorded as well, 617-501-6275. And then months go along, months go by, right? And then many months after the special edition, somebody calls me and says, I heard you, Three months ago, four months ago, a year ago, and and this is what I heard. And uh, just this morning, somebody um, has heard uh, a recording that I did years ago of a patient for you, and she was asking about my food plan. Uh, back there in those years, I was eating five to seven times a day, and and it was working for me, and and it worked for a long time, and I was in a in a good in a healthy size body according to my doctor. And, um, and I was not hungry, and I was feeling very comfortable. But then I found even a better way, even a better way, and I went from a good, good, solid, comfortable abstinence to an incredibly beautiful, gorgeous, festive, delicious, abundant, easy to carry, easy to plant, way easier to prepare abstinence that I'm keeping today and and um, so now I'm eating three meals a day with nothing in between, and it just works beautiful for me. So um, so the recordings have um, made possible for me to keep track of my own evolution and, and to learn how to help others better. Um, so there's that. So anonymity, the spiritual foundation. Really? Isn't that a little too much to say? Um when I was thinking about this, um, the spiritual foundation, that, that's a little strong, the spiritual foundation. How come the steps of recovery are not our spiritual foundation? Or how come the higher power is not our spiritual foundation? The anonymity, the spiritual foundation, that is like, we should have, it's, it's like incredibly important. It makes, it makes it up, the world anonymous makes it up to what, what defines us, right? Alcoholics Anonymous over ears anonymous. It must be really, really important. At the risk of sounding too religious, I am going to tell you a story that my dad used to tell me all the time. Um, no, first I'm going to tell you my experience with my dad. Uh, my dad was a, a well-known person in, in Mexico. He was a very well-known journalist, and he used to hire a lot of people. His face was not very well-known because this was before the internet and before Facebook. and. So he was on t v and um he used to hire a lot of people before he was popular in t v and his voice was just popular in radio. he would um conduct his job interviews by um he would you know show um to interview the potential candidate to work in his company um dress down and um he would come as a cleaning person and and he would start cleaning around and then on purpose he would um, he would spill popcorn in the room on purpose and then if the potential candidate will help him clean up the popcorn he will give them that interview he will interview them to to potentially hire them. If the potential candidate would just stay still and wouldn't help him he would say um, you're not fit for this company so I won't even interview you so he remained anonymous as a founder, owner hire person and in that way he hired wonderful people who were um ready for service, right? I think that um that speaks to anonymity in a trusted program. Like um when I um I've been very, very blessed in in chances to um organize uh, workshops and events in OA and in AA and we just um went we have um the marathon in you know, one alcathon for the fourth of July and, and and people come and they say there are two people who volunteer and um, so people come and they say, "This is what you're doing wrong, and this is what you should do and fix it right a suggestion I, suggest, and I think they say they know the way. Really, there's a suggestion fix this problem and and this is what you should do and those people, for the most part, never join the service and they and they just they just notice what's wrong but they don't join the service. And then, then are the other group of people. And I remember Larry K when he started doing service and when he was he was saying he was saying, What? Am I a loyal servant? <laughs> yes you are. There were the other kind of people that say, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Tell me what to do. Tell me how can I help those people will join the service, will learn along the way and we'll keep this gig going and 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 we'll become exactly that loyal servants of 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 this incredible program of recovery. So, that's my experience and um I want to finish with a short story. Um and I I preface by saying that to sound as funny to really just, I hope that you um will indulge me and just hear it as a as a story. My dad w- used to tell me that um, this is a story that I grew up with. Uh, that uh, this prophet right, really wanted to see God's face, and he really, really wanted to see God's face. And he will nag God day and night, saying, "Show me your face and show me your face. And I want to see your face and I want to see your face. And show me your face because I really want to see your face." And 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 the Creator told him, "But prophet, don't you know?" that your eyes are not designed to see my face. If I show you my face, your eyes will burn out and you'll be blind and you will just disappear because I'm just too much for a human body. And uh, You cannot see my face. You can never be like close to me, in front of me, face to face, because you'll burn. But this is what we're going to do. You are going to go inside of a little cave and then you're going to cover your face and then I'll pass by, I'll pass by and I'll walk through in front of the cave and I leave my splendor. And then you'll come out of the cave and you look at the splendor that I left behind and then you'll know that I was there. That's what happened to me in a vision for you. I believe in the God of my ancestors and in the, my higher power because I saw the splendor that the higher power left among us. I heard the voices, and I had absolutely no doubt that your voices were recovered. And then I had been granted the enormous blessing of seeing your bodies. I knew Larry's voice, and then I saw his slim body. And then I knew Leah's voice, and then I saw her slim body. And I, lo- I knew my, my sponsor's name, voice, and her message. And then I saw her body, and her body and her energy. And her radiant faces and their energy and their passion to do service matches the size of their bodies. And I believe and I continue to believe. Um, that's all I have. It's only been 40 minutes. I hope that I inspired somebody to do service and to avoid breaking anonymity by um, by not being reachable to others
0: that we might. Thank you, Larry. Marcella, thank you so much for sharing your your program wisdom with us. And uh, again, Marcella has left her her contact information, but just to let you know, her contact information will be uh, provided at the end of our meeting, so stay tuned for that. Um, Now we're going to open the line for questions for Marcella. So you can can pose a question by pressing star 1 to unmute your phone and identify yourself, please. We appreciate that. So who would like to uh, pose a question for Marcella this morning? And again, press star 1 to unmute.
3: My name is Joe.
0: I'm calling okay. from Cleveland. Hey, Joe. Let me see if, uh, if there's is there anybody else. Maura. Okay, wait, did I hear Mo- Is that you, Mora?
3: It is. Good
4: morning,
0: Larry. Okay. Good morning. And then there was somebody else.
3: Judith Vermont.
0: Hey, Judith. Okay, anybody Judith. else? Okay, okay, let's start with that, and is going to be here for the next 10 hours, so you didn't know that, Marcella. But, um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with your question, Joe. Good morning.
4: Hi. Thank you, Marcella. That was a great, great story. Um, I'm relatively new to a vision for you. I've been in OA for over 37 years, and I know that the um, meeting is registered with World Service Office. So as a person from Boston, and I will be attending the conference next month, my question is, is there any plans for um, a vision for you to gather um, in Boston? I know I can obviously access the telephone meeting, but I thought it would be an opportunity to meet some of the folks online. Thank you.
5: What a great
1: question, So um, I was just wondering, how are we going? yeah, like how are we going to know? I was thinking of wearing a t shirt making myself a T shirt with AZ for you so that people know that I'm a vision for you. um I don't know the answer is that I don't know. I live in Boston, and um, look for me <laughs> um, yeah, look for me i I would love to meet with you and 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 to see you, and I don't know if there are plans to. I mean, we had a beautiful convention last year in Virginia, and um, I kept my, you know, my badge. I'm going to wear that badge, and, yeah, I would I would love to see you, and I would love to see I would love to hang out with other people that are on the line and that are part of the vision for you.
0: Hey, I was going to jump in there, too. Um, that's a great question, and thanks, Marcella. You're right. Um, I, I don't know, I'm sure there might be someone online that maybe knows more details, but I can tell you this um, from my own experience, and um, I've been to a few conventions, uh, you'll, you'll find, follow the laughter, <laughs> you're going to see recovery, uh, you 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 will not miss people from vision, you'll know them when you see them, I know that's a little bit vague, but um, for me I just had a trust in that and it uh, proved to work out okay. So thanks for the question, Mora. Your turn. And press star one, Maura. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Marcella. Thank you so very much for your share. I was um, I was um, wondering if you could please give the um, name of the book again that you quoted and the particular page where you were talking about anonymity and its in its absurdity.
1: Oh 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 that's a vision that's um as we all sees it as the oh, all sees it it's a AA, yep. a approved literature I oh, have it. The page, yeah the page is two four one and uh the story of anonymity and how it evolved um you can read it in Dr. Bob and the old Timers. is really interesting.
4: I have that as well. is there a particular passage that you are would recommend?
1: I didn't write down the page. I'm sorry.
4: Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Marcella. I appreciate it. And those are two very excellent
3: pieces of literature.
0: Thank you. Thank- okay, next we have Judith. Judith, good morning.
3: Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Marcella. Thank you so much. Um, Marcella, I'm hoping that you can explain a little bit more to people about your WhatsApp meeting um because I lived in Mexico for 6 months and there were not there was not a lot of recovery uh at the meetings. One time somebody even brought a cake to celebrate a birthday. So I was very very hungry for OA vision and Big Book to make it to Mexico. And when I found out about the WhatsApp and I actually it's it's an amazing app because you can you can record things on it, you can take pictures of things. It's so versatile. And I'm so grateful that that you've done that. And so I just um, I'm afraid some people won't know how to access it. So that's that's all. Thank you so much for your service.
1: Well, I guess you said it all. It's it's an attempt to spread the message in Spanish, and um, it's we use that app. We're very young. We're like we're a very young group. And uh we're trying to replicate the experience of a vision for you in spanish and um that's another thing right Just like um nobody's experience of the higher power is equal to an, an the other person. I'm learning that that no group is equal to others um in my efforts to replicate the experience of a vision for you um two other people that are alcoholics but not overeaters Anonymous. Um, I was sponsoring, it went like that. I was sponsoring people in AA and I told them to listen to a vision for you. And mm-hmm. they were not over but I told them to listen to a vision for you anyway because I said, nobody, nobody studies the big book like these people. Nobody in AA is studying, nobody that I know of. These people know the big book because they are, Thursday for the big book. So my alcohol expenses were listening to A Vision for You, and they were not over overrears. So we got together and we started a, a meeting, right, that we were trying to replicate A Vision for You. So we were trying to replicate. Um, um, and if, if nobody has ever invited you to AA, this is a formal invitation. If you live in the Boston area, come to us. And uh, we started about book, a big book, line by line, word by word. Um, just the way that we do it in the vision for you. And um, and it has evolved and it has grown. And then my hope, right, my, my wish, my desire, my will was that we would grow to be at daily limiting just recognition for is right, from Monday to Friday, studying the big book line by line, word by word. And, and then we would have special editions on Sunday because that's what I wanted, right? Well, no, it hasn't evolved that way. We, um, we meet Monday and Wednesday, Mondays and Wednesdays, and on Fridays we read line by line, word by word, the stories on the fourth edition, which is, you know, interesting. It happens to be very interesting. I'm having a different experience. But that's what I learned, that, I mean, I got inspired by a vision for you and I wanted to replicate it everywhere all the time, close to me, face to face. That's not going to happen. Each group has its own soul and each group has its own destiny, I guess. So but we keep trying.
0: Uh thanks thanks for the question, Judith. Okay, who else would has a question for Marcella this morning? And press press star one to unmute your phone? Carolyn SH. Okay, Carolyn. Anybody else? Okay, Carolyn, you're up. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Carolyn S.H. from Massachusetts, grateful recovering um, a compulsive eater. Marcella, it's so lovely to hear you. It's um, been a while. I remember when you were regular on the line, I figured your schedule had changed. It's great to hear you. Um, Larry, thank you so much for your service. And um, I don't know if this is. Slightly off topic, I don't think so, but I would just love your reaction and your thoughts on an experience I had many years ago. I was watching um, a a very popular, um, extremely popular TV show with a bunch of uh, people in a program, in a different program, but um, when someone uh, pointed out that a specific actress um, was an AA, and um, and everyone started talking about her. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen her in meetings, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt awful. I I felt this pit in my stomach. And I, I don't remember my reaction because it was so many years ago. But I wanted just to say, stop. Because like, not everyone in that room was um, a recovery person, was a 12-step person. And I just thought that was a huge break of anonymity. And how... Number one, how how would you have reacted in that moment? And number two, how, like, I felt bad for that actress. Like, how could she have prevented that from happening?
1: What a good, good, good question. Let me tell you that um, I had the privilege. I'm going to answer with another story. (laughs) Um, I am... I am convinced that really, I mean, AA, and for the 12 steps of recovery and this game, the 12 steps, this way of life, the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, the 12 concepts, it's, it's my passion. It's like I just, I want to live in an AA bubble. I want, this is what I do. This is my primary purpose in life. And it's so noble and so good that it allows me, I do a little bit of service and it allows me incredible freedom to do other stuff. Okay, so here it goes. Two years ago, I got a college degree. And, and, you know, I went to the graduation, and bear with me, bear with me. You'll see how relevant this is. And I went there. I went to, it was a local building, a the theater district here in Boston, beautiful theater. And a speaker, uh was the of, um, the speaker was the mayor of, the keynote speaker was the mayor. He who was a commencement speaker, was the mayor here in Boston. And, um, and so he introduced himself, and he started telling his history of alcoholism, and and he said how he got in recovery, and how he dropped off from from college, and he was a lot. it was a lot. and he said I'm in recovery 40 times, and I'm not breaking his anonymity because this was not said in an AA meeting. This was said in a commencement speech of a graduation of a local college, and he was telling his. his his experience in alcoholism and recovery because he was addressing a certain population, meaning people who have not that much money and minorities, of which I'm part, Hispanic minorities. And he was so... The only thing that he never said is I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. But he said, I'm in recovery. If you want to talk to me, come and talk to me. The mayor of Boston, the mayor of Boston, whose reputation has to be on the line every day, who has, you know, a, a, a public persona to keep, who has three million connections and interests, like a really visible job, right? And and that's how he was that's how he was keeping his anonymity. The only thing that he never said is I'm a member of AA, but he certainly was not breaking the anonymity the other way, right, by not making himself reachable. Um, The mayor of Austin, he he always makes sure, you know, that we have places to meet in libraries, in places that are funded by the local government. I want to keep my anonymity that way, the way that he keeps it. by making myself accessible and reachable and of maximum service to my higher power and my fellows. You know the incredible blessing. To it is for somebody like a junkie, like a hopeless junkie like me, to wake up sober, clean, with no hunger, no traces of hunger. I'm not hungry. I'm not worried about what I ate yesterday. I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat today. Food is like the last thing in my mind. And yet, every time that I eat, I enjoy my food so much. I just want to step on the high on the mountain and say, let me help you if I can help you. It's just it's incredible. This has never happened in the history of humankind. Never. Before us everybody was dying, dying without hope. This is a humongous leap in the evolution of humankind, the way that I see it. And we're pioneers. Recovery is so young. So so young. And we've been granted this is a generation that has been granted the incredible opportunity to be clean and sober. That's what I believe. That's what I think. I want to be, of. I want to, with the rest of my life, with the rest of my sober, my sober, clean, abstinent life, I want to help as much people, as much as I can do. And and if I'm remembered for anything, that's what I want to be remembered for. She, She tried to live by this principle. She tried to live by this recovery. As for that actress, she has her higher power. And so I
0: wouldn't be too worried about her. Thanks. Thanks for the question, Carolyn. So we're we're coming up on the uh, the bottom of the hour here. Um, so we'll put out a last call for questions from Marcella. Marcella, thank you so much. Who who else? Does anybody else have a question for Marcella? Sue G. Okay, okay I heard Sue G.
2: Uh, in Florida. May I may I share?
0: Sure. Who who is that?
2: My name is Rebecca in Florida.
0: Okay. Okay, hold on, Rebecca. Thank you for jumping in there. I heard Sue G and I heard Rebecca. Who anybody else? Mary T. Mary T. And anybody else? Okay, let's start with Sue G, then we'll then Rebecca and then Mary T. Sue, good morning.
3: Good morning, Larry.
4: Um, thank you so much, Marcella a blessing to me today. I was wondering if your phone number is a Mexican number and if you know whether or not people from the United States can call that number. <laughs>
1: no, I live in Boston. So oh. <laughs> I was born in Mexico, but I live in Boston.
0: Okay, thank you, Marcela. Thanks, Sue. Okay, Rebecca, good morning. You're up.
1: Good
2: morning. Thank you for your service, Larry, and thank you, Marcella. I am so delighted that I got to hear you this morning. You are just a joy to listen to and the light of my day. So thank you for just every word of your story. I love, love, love when you shared the story about the um, the prophet um, and the light of God and the splendor of, of what happens when we when we allow God into our lives and these miraculous steps and program. And it just brought to me, you know, in the big book, it talks about God is everything or nothing and all the the little bits of heaven that we can find through shifting into the psychic change. And by that little story, all I could see is all of these OA people and AA people with God's light going all around them and, and just coming out of the cave, you know, out of that darkness, which turned out to be the biggest gift of my life. The darkness turned into a blessing. And to see all the splendor and to see uh, uh, with eyes that we, I never had before. And I'm so grateful. It just I will remember that story forever. And thank you for your service. It was beautiful. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. And I think that your share is the answer of how to find us in addition in, in the convention in Boston in September. Look for the splendor. Um, uh-huh. Look for the splendor. Show, follow the splendor. Recovered people from a vision for you are hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. we're, attract, we're an attractive crowd. What can I tell you?
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Oh, my. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay, Mary T. Mary T. Your turn.
5: Thank you. Hi, this is Mary T. in Vermont, and I really enjoyed the meeting. Um, and I think this is something that I've heard coming up off and on for a while. This this idea about anonymity. And my question is, how what would you suggest? Um, you know, as I go into my home group or talking to people in program who have you know, guarded this idea of anonymity for so many years. Um, for instance, if I'm going to ask my sponsor, who is your sponsor? You know, who's my grand sponsor? Or um, in my meetings, you know, who's your sponsor, your food plan, or, or you know, where do you live? And these kind of things that you can just tell in communicating that people really guard um, without, without uh, making them feel, well, I think you probably get what I'm what I'm getting at, so if you want me to clarify I can. But yeah, what would you suggest about starting this new kind of dialogue about um our lives and this new idea of anonymity? All right, thank you. Well,
1: what I've learned in, in the twelve steps is in the twelve steps and this way of life is like let's not let's not break what let's not fix what is not broken. As I said, I never learned anything new in AA unless I need it. So no. If things are working, why fix them, right? Like, I don't I, that's the way I think. So, um my sponsor is Pauletti and and she knows that I'm saying her name and she feels very comfortable to be known as my sponsor. And I feel very comfortable telling you that she's my sponsor. And um um she gave me the big book, um, in her own way, which I follow and and she's still my sponsor and I love her. And we have a very beautiful, meaningful connection and um and I don't speak to her too often because uh when she had, when she got me when she the very first three words that she said after I'm recovered was, "I'm very busy <laughs> and, and if you if I'm going to sponsor you you have to promise that you're going to get as busy as I am. I've kept my promise, and I'm really, really busy, just like she is busy so And that's what we do. When I start working with others, I have to tell you, you have to promise me that you're going to be just as busy as my sponsor as I am. Thank you
0: for your question. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Mary T. So last call. This is the last call. Anybody else have a question for Marcella? Judy K. Judy K. Okay, one more, if there is. All right. I think, Marcella, you've been pretty thorough. Judy Kaye, you're our last question. Good morning.
2: Thank you, uh, Larry. I'm Judy Kaye, uh, Recovered Compulsive overeater. Thank you, Marcella, for your sharing. And I just wanted to ask uh, uh, the question about sharing your sponsors' names. My thoughts are different. Uh, if people, if my sponsors share my name... I, for me, it builds up ego. It's like, well, you know, when I hear my name mentioned. So I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that end of it. And that's my question. About like hearing whether you're, you know, sharing your sponsors' names, could that be an ego-building thing for the sponsor rather than, you know, helpful?
5: Yeah, I understand your
1: concern. <clears throat> um like I said because we are who we are, we tend to build personalities, right? Yeah. Like um I understand that. I would say um it comes back to the intention. If we go back to the book and we say, um, there's another part of as Bill says it that he says anonymity was a child of our fear. Anonymity, the principle of anonymity at the very beginning was a child of our fears. If you read the big book, in the big book at the beginning, when they first introduced anonymity, they say, We have to be anonymous because we'll be overwhelmed with requests. And at this point, we're too small and too few, and we couldn't handle all the requests. So, the beginning, the very first notion, and let me tell you one thing it says in the tradition that the principles of AI of a- are discovered. In other words, there, there is like a set of eternal, universal principles out there that we as Alex in Recovery are discovering little by little. So the, the principle of identity was discovered. At the beginning, and it says in Hasbro we'll it he was a child of our fear. So we had these just very few people, right, recovered and helping one another and the phenomenon of recovery was happening and multiplying. They wanted to protect it, they wanted to build like a bubble around it, so that they like a delicate flower, like a crystal ball, so that it wouldn't fall and break. You well, we can kind of understand that, right? Nowadays we have the problems of abundance. If you don't like one sponsor, you get another one, you get another one, you get another one. Right? It's just it's just like it's, we have the problems of abundance, we have we're spoiled. I was very spoiled. You know, I was just like, try one thing, another thing, another thing. If I am going to be known as somebody who sponsors, um, that's okay, because that's my primary purpose. That's my job. job. As for being an ego builder, listen, I am an addict. It takes nothing to build my ego. I am self-centered by nature. If it's one, if it's not, Being the name of a sponsor is going to be another thing. That's who I am. I'm self-centered. I'm proud by default. That's my defect of character. I'm not humble. That's who I am. I work on it every single day of my life. It's a working process. It's never a, a, a happy final destination. It's always a process. So that's my thought on it.
0: Thank you. And thanks thank thank you, Judy Kay. I'm so I'm so sorry. If you wanna you know if you, if you wanted to call Marcella, she's gonna leave her number and I'm sure she's happy to um discuss it with you further. Um Thanks to everybody Can who, who posed desire? questions. Oh sure, who's that? If there is a burning desire, who's that? Thank you, Larry. It's Judith wanting to double dip, but I have a big question. Okay, Judith, great. Go go right thank ahead. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Marcella, there is um a big National Movement About Anonymity. And I've been wondering if other people are aware of it. Um, I'm a recovery coach, and I I sometimes work with a, a recovery house in in my town. And they sent me to a conference, and at the conference they were encouraging people not to break their anonymity, but to widen their scope of anonymity. So they were encouraging people to say in the public, to say, I am a person who has recovered from whatever, um, an addiction to alcohol or addiction to food or something. And so that they want to remove the stigma. I forget what it's called. I think it has a national name, but I'm wondering if you're aware of it and if, if other people are, are participating in it. It really changed my feeling about anonymity when I, when I got introduced to this whole concept
1: i've um heard about it in relation to the addition of opiates and the opiate epidemic in Vermont um okay so but that's like out of like I think it's we're getting like a little too ambitious right
5: um <laughs>
1: i was, I just want to go back to the, the essence of the of the of the of the principle of anonymity which is self sacrifice and and humility think go back and think of the legal hospital in Akron, Ohio. A A was doing the work and was not getting the credit. That 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 image, let's 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 end with that image. The little hospital in Ohio in Akron, Ohio, doing all the work getting none of the credit.
0: Mm. Okay. Now we're done, right? Sorry. We are. We are. Thanks to everybody who who posed questions for Marcella. And once again, thank you, Marcella, so much for your your service this morning, your wisdom this morning. We're going to close now from page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation.